0: Welcome to the interest in health and safety podcast, making health and safety as important as everything else we do in business. I've been very fortunate to have been asked to uh, to present at uh, the IOSH East Midlands uh, Health and Safety sort of forum. Um, we we were talking about um, uh, about. Dust and respirable crystalline silica in the main, um, and I was uh, I was uh, chatting along with some uh, some really influential people in the uh, you know in the in the, in the quarrying industry um, who've done a lot of work um, uh, on identifying where um, so where where the legislative process is from a health and safety perspective, and also um, uh, talking about the, uh, the 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 occupational health side and um, you know monitoring of uh, chest X-rays that kind of stuff. I was asked to do a bit in the middle, and the bit that I was asked to do was really talking about the health effects of uh, dust, and also some of the control measures from the uh, from the quarrying industry. Um, and so that's what I'm uh, that's what I'm talking about. So um, please have a please have a listen. Good afternoon, everybody. Um, yeah, my name uh, my name is Colin Nottage. Um, um, I uh, I chair uh, a group called the Construction Dust Partnership. Which is a which is a group with the, the health and safety executive, the construction industry, suppliers to the industry, and um, and the unions, and um, and I'm also on the quarries partnership team, which is also um, doing something similar within the quarries industry. I um, I worked I worked in the oh, I've worked in the quarry industry for uh, for thirty thirty odd years now, um, and I ran um, I ran some some high silica sites down in South Wales uh, back in the. Um, Back in the late 90s, early 2000s, something like that, and uh, it's quite interesting, you know, Kevin, what you're talking about. I think the I think the the, the, the quarry and extractors industry has got something to be really really proud of because um, because they've been looking at this 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 issue, this problem, for for a number of years now. I was a member of a group called the High Silica User Group in South Wales um, back in the back in the, in the uh, 90s, and uh, and it's where the, the the quarrying companies down in South Wales got together. To look at at the, the problem with silica dust and start to put some of the controls in place. What I'm um, what I'm going to talk about today is I'm going to talk a bit about about construction dust. So it's not just going to be silica, um, but then I'm going to focus on silica dust and I'm going to focus on some of the um, you know some of the controls that are you know the natural facts are not um, are not that difficult. I think you know there's a lot there's a lot of things that you can do in the, in the workplace that uh, that isn't difficult. So we're going to we're going to look at that. Um, so you know, so so it's very very simply, you know what dust is. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's it's broken broken up solid material. Um, second biggest killer in the construction industry. Uh, again, you know, going back to uh, going back to Kevin's point. Um, you know, a lot of these a lot of these numbers, a lot of these figures are um, uh, you know are, are still being shown, are still being proven. But um, but typically the sort of uh, the sort of areas where where you're going to get the problem, sand and concrete. Um, wood dust um, it can be a problem and general dust gypsum plasterboard that kind of uh, you know that kind of that kind of stuff um, dust is defined by its size and, and and I suppose as you you know the smaller you know the smaller you make stuff it becomes dust it can then become a fume um, so you know there's this there's this area there's this area that, um, that starts to become an issue, starts to become a problem, and um, you know, ke- again, Kevin Kevin showed some of that with respect to in comparison to the human hair. You know where the uh, you know where the dust uh, where the dust issue where the dust problem is. Larger dust is called inhalable. Um, can generally be seen um, by the naked eye, and then a smaller dust is the respiral element, um, and that's uh, that's a bit harder to see. And I've got a couple of little videos that I'm going to show um, show shortly that um, sort of you know outlines that a little bit uh, a little bit clearer, a little bit a little bit easier, hopefully. Um, so you know, it is in the air. It's in the air around us, um, but it gets uh, it obviously gets it gets produced more when you do stuff. You know, so when you're, uh, you know, when you're, when you're doing activities, when you're, when you're crushing material, when you're breaking material, when you're, when you're cutting, when you're sawing, um, you know, um, chasing out uh, walls, all that kind of stuff. It's when you're doing stuff. That's when the dust, uh, the dust can get produced. Vehicles moving around the site. I think that was one of the points that was being made at the back of the room. There, you know, you sort of, you know, you have this, this material that's there, and then, you know, with the, with the activities that you're doing, you generate, you, you generate it. It gets up into the. Uh, gets up into the breathing zone and uh and gets taken down into the uh into the body. Um you know it comes in via the via the nose and uh, the mouth down uh down through the trachea um and then gets down into the uh you know into the into the lungs and and I think the thing is is is, is your body has got has got quite a lot of natural defense mechanisms. So um you know so the su- saliva in your mouth you know that's um you know that acts to, to 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 try and stop the uh to try and stop the dust getting down and if you if you work in a dusty environment your your, your mouth goes very dry you know because it's uh, it's working the the bogey in your nose you know as well you know that's a you know that is a that is a defense mechanism and that's trying to uh that's trying to to um to stop the dust getting down into the uh you know into the into the body and um uh how many just a, just a quick question how many how many people in here have got um, sort of like a near miss reporting process in their businesses? Quite a number. Yeah. Okay. How many people in here have had a, have had a near miss reported by somebody because they've um, they've blown their nose and there's a whole load of gunk in their uh, in their in their hanky You ever seen that one? Wonder why not. You know, well, maybe it's because it's not high enough up the uh, up the agenda. Maybe. And if you think about it, you know that is your body telling you that you've been exposed to something and you know it's obviously it's got into the body because it's in the it's in your hanky and but your body can only deal with a certain amount of it you know it's uh you know it's only the the sort of the the larger proportion that it can deal with and it's the stuff that gets finer and finer that gets down into the uh deeper and deeper into the uh you know into the lungs and as i say what happens is 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 your, you know your body's your body's an amazing thing you're breathing what was it 440 million times a year uh, sorry in your life sorry um, when I'm running I'm about 440 million times a year but as you can probably see I don't run somebody said how long have you worked in the industry and I said about six and a half stone you know I've put on a lot of uh, a lot of weight but uh, um, but the thing is is um, is, is you're you, you breathing it it's getting down you, you, your lungs are there to transfer the 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 oxygen from the from the air into the blood and of course if it takes if it takes some particle or whatever down into the lung, deep into the lung, then then the body then has got to try and fight that, and has got to do uh, has got to do something uh, do something about it. Um, the dust particles gonna kind of can get caught in the uh, the nasal cavity, um, in the lung. You try and um, you know you try and you, tr- you you try and and defend it, but some of it gets uh, you know gets down a little bit deeper. Um, what I also want to say is um, is uh, you know, with this particular, you know, with this particular element, is 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 if if we look at, at, at respiratory protection as a way of dealing with this, because it's um you know it's uh um the the, the sort of control measure that, that works on the uh, on the nose and on the lung, then obviously that fails to danger because if you don't fit it properly, if it's not uh, if it's not worn correctly, then it can be an issue. And again, we're gonna uh, we're gonna focus a little bit on that and uh, and touch on that <coughs> moving up. Um, in the upper part of your uh, um, uh, your respiratory tract, what you've also got is you've got you've got thousands and thousands of little hairs. Okay, so these are all working up up through. And what happened is as you as you're breathing the air in, these these hairs are trapping certain elements of the of the dust. And then they're a little bit like um somebody that's crowd surfing there, the the dust particles get taken up, move back up, and that becomes phlegm. Okay, and then you can you know you, you tend to spit it out or whatever it is. So there's there's lots of things that the body uh, the body tries to do to uh, you know to protect itself from getting exposed to uh, you know to dust, but it's um but it's not it's not always successful. And when it gets uh you know when it gets down um deep deep into the lung, it starts to lead uh you know lead to issues, lead to problems that uh that cause difficulty with breathing. You know, you can get fibrosis, that kind of stuff, and um you know other other, other diseases the uh, the the really fine the really fine particles probably what I want to do is actually show I've got a little video I'm not sure when it's uh, I think it's coming up now there we go so let's uh, let's let just show this video I'm not sure if I have to press the button over here I don't know if it'll work on here but hopefully this um this explains so for there, it's all sort of quite a, quite a simple video um that's available um you know free off of uh, you know, off of uh, WorkSafe BC, uh, which are a Canadian uh, a Canadian organisation. Um, I think you can get it on YouTube as well. You know, it's it's out there already available. And I think for for the people at the sharp end of the business, for people that you've got used working on your sites, it's a uh, you know it's just a very very simple way of showing them exactly how the uh, how the exposure occurs and um, you know what can uh, you know what can happen, how it can uh, how it can affect you, how it can how it can damage your uh, damage your lungs. Um, as we say, you know, silica it's it is a, it is a, it is a it's all around us um you know in, and and in the majority of cases it doesn't it doesn't cause a problem um but it's when you it's when you do something it's when you start to process it when you break it down you crack it uh, whether it's you know in in the in the industry that uh, that i work heavily in um uh in the quarrying side of things you know when you're crushing it you can screen in it when vehicles are moving on it um it causes a problem but but again as as kevin rightly pointed out um you know that uh, you know that that that, that happens for a, for a short short distance. You know it's it's not something that gets spread because um because it very very quickly loses its toxicity. Um, too much, as you say, too much of any dust is a problem. Um, but silica dust, um, you know, obviously can lead to can lead to things like uh, silicosis, um, which is a, a disabling lung lung disease. Um, you know what else can it do? Well. You know, sand and concrete, irreparable long-term lung damage, um, silicosis. Wood dust as well. You know, works in a similar way, um, but can cause uh, cancer and allergic reactions. Um, gypsum a clogging up at the lung, a chronic obstru- obstructive pulmonary disease (COPD). You know, all of these, uh, you know, all of these uh, um, um, illnesses, you know, have a, have an effect on you, and they have a they, have, they tend to to have an effect on you. You know, later on, later on in life, as you uh, you know, as you get older, and I suppose that's one of the reasons that maybe they maybe you know, dust, dust in the workplace isn't something that's that's right at the top of people's agenda, because um you know because you don't see the health effects of it immediately. You know, a lot of the a lot of the issues, a lot of the problems, are latent problems. They take a while to uh, to show themselves, to to manifest themselves, and so you know, people people don't see the the problems associated with dust. On a on a daily basis and so it makes it a lot easier i suppose a lot you know just the way that people behave you know they they deal with issues related to to guarding on machinery they deal with issues related to plant and equipment moving around a site because you can you can see the issue you can see the problem there but um but health uh, health issues such as dust you know it isn't always at the top of the people's uh, people's agenda um, there were some statistics that um, that Kevin uh, that Kevin put out um, with respect to to the Health and Safety Executive. The HSE have just done a um, have just done a month of of uh, of visits to to construction sites in the uh, in the um, in the UK, and they visited in the month they visited a thousand sites across the uh, across the country, um, and in, they issued fifty. 52 percent of those sites got an improvement or a prohibition notice okay it wasn't all related to to, to dust that their focus was to go out and have a look at dust uh, i think around about 30 percent of uh, of the sites they they went to they issued a notice with res- with respect to uh, to, to dust um, But all in all they they found issues they found problems on around about half the sites that they were uh, they were working and it wasn't um you know, it wasn't all the all the, the small guys. You know, they were finding problems right across the uh, you know, from from large companies to small companies. It was, uh, you know, it was it was something that uh, that just needs to, you know, we just need to raise up the up the standards, raise the awareness, and that's what the construction dust partnership, um, especially, is trying to do. And there's a whole load of resources on the on the CITB website where you can get uh, you can get information um, um, in, in relation to con- construction dust on the uh, on the website there. COPD. Um, Lung damage, inflammation, um, restrict your airways. It looks like a, it looks like a bit bread and, butt, bread and butter put in that, doesn't it? You know, but uh, you know that's a damaged uh, a damaged lung. Um, you know where the lung is, uh, lung is clogged up. Sensitization can also be a problem. Um, you know, so um, <clears throat> this uh, I, I, I suppose you know th- this isn't directly related to, to silica at all. But um, um, uh, I, I had to investigate an incident a few years ago down at Heathrow Airport. Where, uh, where some guys were fitting a new floor in, in, a, uh, in a building and uh, they were using a, a, a two-pack adhesive and the guys, the guys who, were, um, who were doing the work didn't get affected at all by, the, uh, by, the, uh, by this issue. But there was a lady in the office, probably about 150-200 metres away, that uh, that um, basically had a really, really bad reaction, and um, and was rushed to uh, rushed to hospital because she couldn't breathe properly. And they weren't sure what's happening. They thought she had some kind of heart attack or something like that. But it turned out that she was sensitised to uh, you know to this particular this particular um, glue, and um, and it, it turned out that back when she was five or six years old, she used to go into her grandfather's woodwork shed at the back of his house. And she used to help him out, and he was using two-pack adhesives back then. Um, and and wood, some wood glues were very nasty back in the day. And she got sensitised, and it's something that stayed with her, you know, for, for fifty years. And then she had a she had an, an impact uh, later on in her life. So so these things can um, you know these things can, can hang around, and and once you're sensitised, very very low levels of exposure can uh, can cause you uh, cause your problems. Basilicosis, you know, scarring, um, inflammation of the lung. Um, the more dust inhaled, the more the degree the disease progresses and um you know once once it manifests itself it's um you know it's not it's not one of those things that you uh that you you stop get being exposed and the problem goes away um you know it's something that's uh, that stays that stays with you um so uh um you know what we want to do is 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 stop people stop people getting exposed you know that's uh, that's really what we want to try and uh, try and do and what it can lead to, um, onto is things like, uh, you know, lung cancer. Again, it's, uh, you know, people that, uh, um, people that have, I think I'm fair, right in saying it, I just want to check with you guys, but if you've got silicosis, it increases the risk of, of getting things like lung cancer, you know, so um, as does as does smoking. Does anybody in here smoke? No? It's pretty good, Wow, that's a... Well done. You know, normally, normally someone puts their hand up and they sort of say, "Well, you don't. Have, to be fair, you don't have to worry about any of this because you're, uh, you know, because you're smoking. You know, so it doesn't, uh, it doesn't really affect you. But, um, um, you know, you're killing yourself already. Anyway, um. So again, you know, the symptoms, poor lung health, um, increased breathing rate, wheezing. Um, you know, probably. You know, it's just, it's just basic. Some of the basic things. You know, people being able to, uh, you know. Have a kickabout with the with the grandkids in the garden becomes a, becomes an issue becomes a problem because it tends to manifest itself um, you know later on in life life um, shorter shallower breaths uh, you know I've seen people that have got severe COPD you know they, they have a, an oxygen tank that they have to they have to um, they have to take around with them because because what happens is is by the lung by the lung being blocked by the lung stiffening. The transfer of oxygen from the from the air that you breathe in into the blood is is reduced because you're not breathing as much uh, as much air into the uh, into the system, and so you need to you need to enrich the air that you're breathing in. You know, and this is where the the, the oxygen tank arm comes in, so that so you're getting the, the volume of air down to the to the bottom of the lung, so that that uh, that transfer can take place um, and feed the blood, which then keeps your your organs your organs going. And I think one of the things is is you know, and this is you know a lot of people that have got that have got problems end up dying from things like heart attacks and stuff like that because you know because the lung, the oxygen hasn't got to the uh, to the heart and so um, you know so again it's, it's there's no there's no real clear picture here about uh, you know about how big or small the, the issue or the problem is but i think you know what we're saying is well let's get let's get some sensible and realistic protection in place to uh, you know to stop people to stop people getting exposed what exposure looks like? I've got uh, again just a couple of uh, very very short little uh, video clips. This um, this is actually somebody that's uh, the sanding a, b- a piece of wood. Basically, okay. The first image was um, was a guy that was sanding uh, a piece of wood, and when you uh, you know when you when you see the image just uh, without any um, any carefully positioned lights, then then basically you don't see the issue, you don't see the problem. But however, when you, when you actually put the light directly behind the individual and shine it through, all of a sudden um, what you can start to see is, you can actually just about see in here, that there's a, there is actually an awful lot of dust that's produced, but it isn't visible to the, uh, to the naked eye. And um, you, know, you can see, for those of you who can see, there's a lot of dust up in this area here, um, in, a, in a pretty clean environment that we've got here. You know but that's only that's only part of the story you know there's a lot of dust that's actually up there most of the just so you know most of the dust in a room like this is, is dead skin you know so that's uh, that's nice isn't it that's something to something to to to, to think about what you're breathing in i'm um, just glad we got some defenses there um but the, but the thing is, is 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 it's it's not always the dust or it's, it's it's the dust you can't see that is the dust that is the problem you know so so if you if you think about the conversation that was being had earlier you know you've got this big plume of dust that's being uh, that's being pr- produced where there's a whole load of other dust that's being produced at the same time that you're going to be breathing in that you're going to be taking down that could be a problem if you don't uh, if you don't properly uh, properly protect yourself so what we can what can we do about it well you know within uh, you know, it's actually quite it's quite easy to do it's, it's enclose it extract it or suppression you know they're the uh, that are the, the sort of three simple main processes that you can uh, that you can do to actually uh, to actually put some protection in place and we've just got a few just a few images here and um, you know just to give you a bit of an idea of again within the within the, the quarrying industry so if we take this first one what they what these guys here are doing is they're um they actually drill they drill holes they drill a hole around about around about four inch diameter down into the down into the rock, so that they can pack that with explosive, to then shatter the uh, shatter the rock to make it of a size that is um, that is easy to handle and and and, uh, and further further process. What used to happen when, when I started in the in the quarrying industry in um, in the mid eighties, okay? There used to be a guy standing just here, okay. And this guy used to manually handle these rods, these drilling rods, okay. And so one of them gets drilled down into the ground and then it gets unscrewed, it gets clamped, it gets unscrewed and gets taken back up. And then the next rod gets put on, screwed up and drills down another three, they used to be three meter rods. So that's how long they used to be. Drill another one, take another one of those out. And this guy was operating in this this environment directly by the side of the hole. He was having to clear the hole if it got blocked. There used to be this issue or this problem if you, because the air in this system is actually used to blow the chippings up out of the out of the hole. Okay, so so it's actually blowing it's blowing the dust up into his into his breathing zone. He used to lose his air. He used to go back up and down. Well, the industry's moved on by by putting these guys into into self self-contained rigs now. Okay, so and these rigs will be, will be will be have air conditioning that has got the right kind of filtration on it to actually stop. Um, That individual, not just getting exposed to dust, but actually working in a much much nicer environment. You know, working in an environment, uh, you know, where it uh, where it should be. This image down down the bottom here is a is a brick building. What that brick building is is the control room. Okay, so the control room used to be okay when I again when I first started used to be. In the plant it used to be right because because the thinking used to be well people have got to be able to hear what's going on they've got to be able to see what's going on and back then there wasn't the technology you know with cctv cameras and that kind of stuff so so the people that were that were that were doing the job were right in amongst the machinery getting exposed to the noise to the dust to the vibration and so what has happened now is they've is they get moved out um, i was uh, i was down with a company the other day and their control room you know this even this one okay with two two parts to it the first room is is like a changing room so so you go out you do need to go out and have a look you got your overalls on you get you know you, you may get covered in a bit of muck a bit of dirt whatever it may be you come back into the uh, to the environment you then get changed before you go into the control room where the people are uh, where the people are actually running the uh, running the plant running the equipment and again these control rooms are in a uh, are in a <coughs> an environment that has got um, that has got air that's been that's been cleaned um, they actually what they try to do in here is um, is actually build what is called a positive pressure okay so so you so you put in air into that into that control room a positive pressure so when the door is opened clean air is pushed out rather than when the door is opened dusty air actually comes in on this, uh, this picture down the bottom here, that's a that's a, a piece of screening equipment. So that's trying to that's trying to take the, the aggregate and divide it up into different sizes. Um, a lot of sites probably this is an area that probably hasn't. I think it's fair to say hasn't been as successful as, as maybe other control measures within the uh, within the industry. But the idea is that it's encapsulated. Okay, so there's a there's a cover over the top of the screen to uh, to try and keep the uh, to try and keep the dust in. Um, so that uh, so that you can achieve conditions like uh, Kevin showed in that in that earlier picture, where um, um, you know where the, the image inside the building was a lot clearer where there's been some where there's been some control. Um, what what you have to do with this kind of uh, of, uh, of item is um, is there's quite a lot of ongoing maintenance that's needed because because what happens is you got you got vibrating equipment. And you've got seals, rubber seals here, and they rub and they wear and they come loose. And so, you know, these 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 systems can break down uh, can break down fairly uh, you know fairly quickly. Um, extraction. So this is a this is a transfer point on a uh, you know on a conveyor. Um, this could this can get taken further by actually actually encapsulating the uh, the conveyor as it goes into the head. But again, on the top here there's a uh, there's a there's a fan and a small cyclone so what that's doing is that's that's taking the the dust off at the transfer point putting it through a cyclone and then actually putting the dust back down on the on the conveyor that's underneath or the piece of plant that's underneath so you so you're getting the air clean and you're not losing any product you're putting the product back into the uh into the items that can be uh that can be sold again you know you can see uh, Again, another another vacuum uh, extraction unit there. This, this this on the areas where the dust is being produced, where the uh, you know where the dust is being produced. Again, there's some feeders here, so there's a whole line of feeders here um, that are feeding material at different rates up onto a conveyor. Again, enclose them encapsulation, you know, and it keeps the uh, it keeps the dust uh, it keeps the dust down to down to a minimum. But it, it's only as good. As the ongoing maintenance that you put into place, you know, once these uh, these items are uh, these items are, um, are are fitted, and then suppression, and this is probably this is probably one of the easier one of the easier uh, uh, processes, you know. So actually spraying water right at the beginning, right at the beginning of the process, spraying water onto the onto the face where the material is getting loaded, on the hall roads as it's moving down. There are. Um, there are um, substances that you can actually add into the process. So, so when the, the material is being crushed, they actually they actually um, hold the the fine elements together. They're Like foam-based products that can get can get put in, um, and again that has a, you know that has an impact. And and I think for me, um, you know with 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 dust, it's a little bit, you know managing dust. I suppose it's a little bit like um like uh, running the, the England rugby team um i don't know if any people in here support rugby okay but we just uh we just recently just missed out didn't we on the uh on the world cup okay we lost uh, lost to south africa in 2003 we won it okay now i'm not saying that this was the reason that we won it but what i'm saying is that this was part of the thought process of the management team that led to us having the right mindset to win the uh to win the uh, to win the rugby match and, and what the guys did in 2003, when they went down to down to Australia to uh, you know to play the Rugby World Cup, is they took their own pillows with them, right? And you might go, well, what's that got to do with it? Well, I don't know if any, how many people here have, have, have stayed away from home, okay? But I stay away from home quite a lot, and and probably one of the uh, you know one of the hardest things when you stay away from home and you live in hotels is getting a good night's sleep. And um, and and what what um, Clive Woodward wanted is he. He wanted his people to to just be just that little bit more prepared than the opposition. And he thought if people had a good night's sleep, then they're just going to be a little bit prepared. And just that half a percent, 0.1 of a percent, 0.05 of a percent, whatever improvement it made, them having the right pillow to sleep on so they got a slightly better night's sleep made them better as rugby professional football players. With Dust, okay, there isn't one solution. You know, and it's all these little bits, these little things that you can do in the workplace to uh, to make it, uh, you know, to make it to make it better. We have got here, you know, um, you know, don't have brushes. Okay, a number of companies have used things like Band the brush and all that. It's about having, it's about having ext- um, some kind of uh, some kind of vacuum. But again, it's not it's not about it's not about having a Henry. <laughs> you know, it's about having. Maybe a, a class H or a class M, depending on the material that you're being uh, you're being you're actually having to try and protect yourself. And because if you think about it, you know, having the wrong having the wrong vacuum can actually cause you more problems. If you if you if I've got a pile of dust in the corner over here, okay, and it and it ain't affecting anybody because it's over here in the corner, and I go along with my with my vacuum that hasn't got the right kind of, of filtration unit on it. And I, and I suck all that dust up, and it, and it basically goes down the pipe, and it goes into the chamber, and then it gets expelled out into the atmosphere. What I'm actually doing is I'm making the problem worse. So having the having the wrong kind of vacuum, it creates more of a problem because you're actually, and we've already said it's the stuff you can't see is the stuff that's a problem. So it will collect all the stuff you can see, and then all the stuff that you really don't want anybody to get, it's starting to put it out into the air. So it's about getting the right kind of. Uh, the right kind of uh, a vacuum to do the uh, to do the job, and good hygiene I think is um you know is an important uh, is an important part of it and and for me okay I think it's uh you know it's it's about people um, making sure that the environment that they're that they're going to go and do the work in is is right before they start before they start work so. So when I was working down in South Wales, when I ran a quarry, a hardstone quarry in South Wales, the kind of mindset that we wanted our people that were doing maintenance was to actually think about, right, well, what what do I need to do to this environment to make it safe for me to start work? Okay, and, and I think that's, you know, and it's, it's, it's not about, you know, there's loads and loads of programs in there about, you know, about people stopping work, you know, and having the authority to stop, but really what I want people to do is let's let's actually make the right decisions as as managers as employees as individuals before we actually start the job and say so get that environment right get the uh, you know get the housekeeping right you know get the right kind of uh, overalls you might need to wear disposable overalls good personal hygiene you know before you're doing things like eating drinking smoking whatever it may be you know just make working clean working tidy as an important part of of everything uh, as everything you do um I don't think I'm going to get this video to work either. Uh, well, I'll just, I'll just. I know I don't think I don't think it's going to work. This is another one that's available. This one's available on the HSE website. It's called. Uh, it's called Don't Be a Dummy. And what this, um, what this does, is it talks about. Uh, it talks a little bit about extraction. It talks a little bit about um, um, about. Uh, um, uh, suppression and, and controlling the source, but it's really it's really starting to look at, at respiratory protect, protection and, and what you can do from a respiratory protection point of view, because again, it's it is you know it is a control measure that you can use. You know the people say you know PPE should be the last thing that you do. Well, the way I look at it is is PPE should be something you do if it's appropriate, if it's the right thing to do. You know, so don't be don't be frightened of using PPE, PPE respiratory protection. You know but make sure it's the it's the right thing to do and if you can do other things beforehand then the, then then so be it so um you know respiratory protection has its place um usually something like an ffp3 um is the is the is the, is the, is the classification of filter you need for for, for silicosis uh for, for silica dustery maintained replaced cleaned as needed face fit face fit testing is, is very important um and i think you know it's probably one of the areas that um um you know that we uh, um, that we that sometimes gets uh, sometimes gets overlooked. Um, you know, fortunately, okay, we don't all look the same. You know, I'm looking around at a few of you, and I'm thinking, thank God, I. Oh, no, sorry, <coughs> I'm sure you're doing the same. Um, but uh, because our faces are different, okay, it means that the that the the respiratory protection fits in fits in different ways. And also, you know, if you've got um if you've got some some stubble or the gentleman over the back there, you've got a, a, a very, uh, very significant, uh, very significant beard there, you know, respiratory protection just isn't going to isn't going to work, uh, isn't going to work with your, with yourself um, with this kind of uh, this kind of mask. So again, what you may need to have to look at is things like, uh, you know, air fed, air fed helmet, that kind of that kind of stuff. and. Um, you know we we've done recently done some work with some guys up uh, up in Scotland and uh and they've actually they've actually found that the the air fed helmet has been very very beneficial just to, just to, to, from a production perspective you know the guys are getting are getting this cooling air that's coming over them it's clean um and the the work that they were doing was 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 had a bit of a a bit of intensity to it and it's it's sort all of helped it's helped it's helped them uh, you know sort of you know produce and uh, and workers um um so so anyway you know, getting the uh, getting the the right kind of uh, respiratory protection um, is important. So, in uh, in summary, I think we've uh, just about got time. there now. Um, you know, t- dust has got the potential to cause, uh, you know, to cause serious long term ill health. Um, it can be damaging you without you realising it. You know, people aren't aware. Um, but uh, getting the right control, you know, a good extraction, good encapsulation, um, d- water suppression, that kind of stuff can. Uh, you know can 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 help you control the issues as we've shown there and respiratory protection has got its place and um, but it's making sure that it's the right kind of respiratory protection you know for the individual and for the for the activity that's being uh, that's being undertaken okay thank you very much So I hope you enjoyed that. Um, you know what you know what I was talking about really is is just all the time we're just trying to weigh, raise awareness of, uh, of of dust and respirable crystalline silica. Um, in industry in general, this this particular to- topic fo- uh, or talk focused on on the quarrying industry um, with when we looked at control measures. But in industry in general, you know it's really important to identify where you've got the uh, dust issue, and then to um, you know and then to put some some really simple straightforward controls. If you can um, you know if you can start by by extracting that source, you know and there's some there's some really great on tool extraction systems now um, for hand tools that kind of stuff. Um, if that isn't um, possible to extract, then it's um, um, it's about having maybe some kind of suppression, so maybe using uh, using water um, um, and uh, you know getting um, get, getting the dust uh, the dust damped uh, damped down um, and and encapsulation as well, you know, uh, to to actually keep the uh, to keep the dust uh, to keep the dust in. Um, as as we speak, quite a lot, you know. The last the last resort is. Um, is is respiratory protective equipment and, and and that's because it can fail to danger you know but it's but it's there's a place for it there's a place for respiratory protective equipment but if you are going to wear it then you need to you need to make sure it fits right that you haven't got stubble um you know beard growth that kind of stuff because that can uh, that can that can cause the a failure around the around the seal so you know try and do it uh, try and do it at a source and if you can't then then let's get to uh let's get to respiratory protection hey I hope you've enjoyed this uh this this um speech talk and um, you know we'll catch up with you again in the uh, uh, very very soon cheers now bye bye thanks for listening to the Interesting health and safety podcast you can follow and engage on facebook and linkedin by searching the interesting health and safety community or go to www.influentialmg.com and remember let's make health and safety as important as everything else we do in business